Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 53, Everlasting Arms Above Are Beneath, Around, Above. God it is who bears us on, is the arm we lean upon. Hymn number 53. If you would like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. And the theme for our readings tonight is, God love blesses. God is real. Evil error afflicts. Evil is unreal. And the readings will now be given by Craig. The Bible, Daniel. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the president and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, 
We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king, and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, and the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed, and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then these men assembled unto the king, and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is, that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel, and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king rose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions, and when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O oh, king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. 
Acts. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which was, by interpretation, is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. And when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent to him two men, desiring that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth, and kneeled down and prayed, and turning to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health of Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Page 513. God creates all forms of reality. His thoughts are spiritual realities. So-called mortal mind, being non-existent and consequently not within the range of immortal existence, could not, by simulating diaphic power, invert the divine creation, and afterwards recreate persons or things upon its own plane, since nothing exists beyond the range of all-inclusive infinity, in which and of which God is the sole creator. Mind, joyous in strength, dwells in the realm of mind, Minds, infinite ideas, run and disport themselves. In humility they climb the heights of holiness. Moral courage is the lion of the tribe of Judah, the king of the mental realm. Free and fearless, it roams in the forest. Undisturbed, it lies in the open field, or rests in green pastures beside the still waters. In the figurative transmission from the divine thought to the human, diligence, promptness, and perseverance are likened to the cattle upon a thousand hills. They carry the baggage of stern resolve and keep pace with highest purpose. Tenderness accompanies all the might imparted by spirit. The individuality created by God is not carnivorous as witness the millennial estate pictured by Isaiah. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Understanding the control which love held over all, Daniel felt safe in the lion's den, and Paul proved the viper to be harmless. All of God's creatures moving in the harmony of science are harmless, useful, indestructible. A realization of this grand verity was a source of strength to the ancient worthies. 
It supports Christian healing and enables its possessor to emulate the example of Jesus. And God saw that it was good. Patience is symbolized by the tireless worm creeping over lofty summits, persevering in its intent. The serpent of God's creating is neither subtle nor poisonous, but is a wise idea, charming in its adroitness. For love's ideas are subject to the mind which forms them, the power which changes the serpent into a staff. I will now read miscellaneous writings by Mary Baker Reddy, the article Love. What a word! I am in awe before it. Over what worlds on worlds it hath range and is sovereign. The underived, the incomparable, the infinite all of good, the alone God, is love. By what strange perversity is the best become the most abused, either as a quality or as an entity? Mortals who misrepresent and miscall affection, they make it what it is not and doubt what it is. The so-called affection pursuing its victim is a, a butcher fattening the lamb to slay it. What the lower propensities express should be expressed repressed by the sentiments. No word is more misconstrued, no sentiment less understood. The divine significance of love is distorted into human qualities, which in their human abandon become jealousy and hate. Love is not something put upon a shelf to be taken down on rare occasions with sugar tongs and laid on a rose leaf. I make strong demands on love, call for active witnesses to prove it, and noble sacrifices and grand achievements as its results. Unless these appear, I cast aside the word as a sham and counterfeit, having no ring of the true metal. Love cannot be a mere abstraction or goodness without activity and power. As a human quality, the glorious significance of affection is more than words. It is the tender, unselfish deed done in secret. The silent, ceaseless prayer, the self-forgetful heart that overflows, the veiled form stealing on an errand of mercy out of a side door, the little feet tripping along the sidewalk, the gentle hand opening the door that turns toward want and woe, sickness and sorrow, and thus lighting the dark places of earth. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 374. We thank thee and we bless thee, O Father of us all, that even before we ask thee, thou hearest thy children's call. We praise thee for thy goodness and tender, constant care. We thank thee, Father, Mother, that thou hast heard our prayer. Hymn number 374.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. All of our public meetings and worship services are broadcast to the public, and you can attend these by a variety of means, including our teleconference, over the internet through our website, by our YouTube channel, our, and our Vimeo channel. We have a number of uh, outreach features that we offer, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's healing and inspiring word reaches people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, one or more of our websites. They have found God's healing and inspiring word and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., our Sunday school has its own teleconference feature, which means that many of the students, especially those that don't live in the area, attend our Sunday school by telephone. What this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school, regardless of where you live. So call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. 
Stephanie from New Hampshire, go ahead. Uh, hi, I am so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you all for that you do at uh, the Plainfield Church. My daughter is 11 years old and struggles with all the things these anxiety, depression, major mood swings, and so forth. I do not know where I would be without Christian science. I am so grateful for your articles and watches for our children, and I pray for all the parents out there, too. On earth as it is in heaven, enable us to know as in heaven, so on earth. God is omnipotent, supreme. Enable us all to know that God is our Father, Mother, God, parenting over, over all his children. While the days may seem hard, I know that there is always growth ahead, and I'm grateful to stay steadfastly in God's goodness, always present. I would also like to read a testimony from my daughter. She wrote it when she was eight years old. We are going to send it to her favorite cat magazine, but it got lost in the shuffle, and I just found it. Uh, it says, about my cat, the homing instinct and near psychic ability that cats display in finding their way home. Lucy was gone for 11 days, but then that 11th day, I prayed for her to come home, and then I heard pawing at the door. Lucy was home. I was so grateful. The end. Our cat had been gone for 11 days, and I remember praying on that day, too, and feeling a calm reassurance that no thing can be lost in God's kingdom. We are all so grateful when she came home. Thank you so much. And thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful for all I have learned by being a member of this church. I was thinking recently that it is right around 10 years from when I completed my very first project here in Plainfield. The recording and broadcasting equipment used to be downstairs, and there was a thought that it should be moved upstairs, so the person operating the mix board is actually in the same place as the congregation and the speaker. Uh, Bruce and I worked on running the cables through the wall, and then I started putting the equipment together, but I ran into some issues. Since I was only here about four months, I didn't have much Christian science yet, although I was working with my practitioner already. But I started having the thought that I was letting the church and its board and the members down. And as long as that thought continued, I made no progress. But then I had this wonderful realization that God is my employer, and he's the only one I need to make happy. And immediately afterwards, all those issues I had just stopped. And soon after, we were broadcasting. And that lesson that God is the one that I'm working to please, and the only one I'm working to please, has been invaluable in my life and my work. And I'm so grateful to this church and my practitioner for all the help right from the beginning. It's been wonderful to be a member here. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. I'd really like to share a lovely demonstration that happened just a week ago. I was in our kitchen cooking one evening quite late and I'd opened the front door from the kitchen to let in some air. Our front door leads literally out into the pavement or the sidewalk in the middle of this village. 
I heard voices outside and I realised that it was my next door neighbour. I knew that she had gone to the theatre that night with a friend. And I knew that they'd taken with them a man who lives in a care home and who has been having a bit of a difficult time recently. So I could hear just outside my door, um, in a very loud, clear voice, that my neighbour's friend was on the phone. And it seemed that the gentleman had lost his keys. She was about to take him home, but she couldn't. So I immediately got to work, knowing that nothing could be lost. And there was, is, only one mind. So no one could be forgetful or put things in the wrong place. I thought about the man as being God's perfect child. And the words came to me very clearly. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Well, that was such a lovely thought. And it stayed with me. And it just brought me such peace. Just a few minutes later, I heard the lady back on the phone saying that they had found the keys. So I decided to innocently walk the few steps next door to see my neighbour and ask how their night had gone. They were standing in the kitchen and my neighbour's friend was saying, what on earth made me look in my bag? I never would have thought that I had picked the keys up. Well, I was just so grateful. It was another really wonderful outcome. And I was so grateful for yet more evidence of God's care and for how Christian science can bring such peace and wonderfulness. I'd like to send my deepest gratitude to God for giving me that message just at the right time. I'd also like to send my love and thanks to Mrs. Eddy, who worked so hard to bring us this wonderful science, and to everyone at Plainfield for keeping the pure truth of this science going, and for all the teachings that go on here. I cannot thank you enough. For everything that there is. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I had a wonderful experience a couple of weeks back. I had sent through some church work I was doing, and a couple of hours later I realised I needed to correct it. I was having a lot of trouble with my computer that morning. It was doing very strange things, and I just really could not make it behave. I had tried the old proverbial turn it off and on again, but to no avail. It was behaving very strangely, no doubt. So when I sent this correction for the church work through, I couldn't actually see whether my email was working or not, and although this wasn't an urgent request and could wait, I did send a follow-up email to confirm that this piece of work arrived at Plainfield correctly, as it should, and I playfully mentioned in this email that error would behave. Well, I received an email almost immediately back from Jeremy. I hadn't expected a response so quickly, as at Plainfield there are always pressing matters, and this piece of work was not urgent. But there it was, a loving message that the correction had been received and that, quote, I wouldn't trust error to behave. Well, that message, not to trust error to behave, was something I did need immediately, and I whipped straight into action as we have been taught here. This was a great reminder from God to me, a reminder not to trust error, and this thought caused me to realise that I was being too polite and too gentle with this error, and that it needed a good whack from our Lord God Almighty, who rules all. I remembered, as we have been taught here, to heed Mrs. Eddy's statement, quote, Resist evil, error of every sort, 
and it will flee from you. End quote. So I said to myself very firmly, error will flee before our Lord God Almighty. And as soon as I thought that, my whole computer system calmed down, everything worked, the whole system immediately reverted with everything behaving correctly as it should for the rest of the day. In fact, I experienced a lovely day that day, and I am learning that I can experience God's good, loving day always and everywhere, so long as I am obedient to the clear rules in Christian science that are taught here. So thank you, dear Jeremy, for listening to God and immediately responding in your busy workload to tell me not to trust error to behave. This wonderful teaching that we are blessed with at Plainfield Independent shows the clear and sure way in Christian science, and for this I am forever grateful. We are often reminded here truly that loving God and loving our fellow man does not mean loving error. In fact, we are taught here to reject error, to be a terror to error, so that it does flee from the Christ within you, just as Mary Baker Eddy instructed. I am so grateful to this, our wonderful, independent Christian Science Church. I am so grateful that we are taught so clearly in how to handle error effectively in its many disguises and ways. Mary Baker Eddy writes in Miscellaneous Writings, quote, We have nothing to fear when love is at the helm of thought, but everything to enjoy on earth and in heaven. End quote. Thank you, God. Thank you, Christ Jesus. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy. And thank you, dearest Plainfield Independent, for teaching us how to have love at the helm of thought, always, even for misbehaving computers. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Phil in Australia. Good evening. Last week I was having our car serviced at the dealership and then during the service was advised of additional items to be replaced that needed my authority to be included in the work. I agreed. When the vehicle service was completed, the total amount was considerable and more than double the original quote. At first I felt anger and thoughts of resentment at the cost and getting ripped off. I was being tempted that this was the evil reality. But, as in our lesson last week on unreality, Mary Baker Eddy says in Science and Health, quote, What is termed material sense can report only a mortal temporary sense of things, whereas spiritual sense can bear witness only to the truth. End quote. We learn in Christian science at Plainfield that anger and resentment is animal magnetism and not of God, not of mind or love. 1 Corinthians 2.12, also in last week's lesson, sums it up well. Quote, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. End quote. So, I uplifted my consciousness and replaced these thoughts with the Spirit of God, with gratitude, love, harmony and appreciation. 
gratitude that I had sufficient God-given supply to pay the bill, love in replacing those aggressive negative ideas, harmony in the transaction process and the fact that I've been able to listen to the weekly lesson and roundtable audios while the work was being completed, and appreciation for the new parts and mechanical work done which would make the vehicle drive smoothly and efficiently, and for safety and protection. As importantly, the rear brake discs had also been replaced, as they were very worn. I cherished these ideas on my journey home, and felt uplifted and buoyant, as this was the truth. The following day, I received some dividends which I had not been expecting, which fully covered the car service costs. This was no mere coincidence, and I was very grateful for this blessing of supply meeting my need, and was reminded of a lovely testimony where a Plainfield member, sorry I can't remember who, gave gratitude for supply whenever paying her bills or buying groceries and acknowledging God, Spirit, as the infinite source supplying all our needs. Gratitude and appreciation for the real source of supply changes the dynamic of any transaction and takes it out of the merely material and lifts it into the spiritual dimension. I am very grateful for these learnings, to God who is all in all, to Jesus who showed us the way and demonstrated the law of infinite supply, turning water into wine, feeding the five thousand, and receiving his tax money from the fish's mouth, to Mary Baker Eddy, the revelator, and to Plainfield for their mission of sharing pure Christian science with the world. Very grateful to be here tonight for the readings and for the blessings being demonstrated and going out to all. Thank you. Ella from Canada, go ahead. Good evening. I am most grateful for Christian Science. Years ago, as a new mother, I received wonderful help from a Christian Science practitioner. It not only included prayer, but also practical steps for breastfeeding times and first foods for the infant. I know I was so very grateful through all those years. Presently, I have a young mother with a young baby who lives in our basement. As I watch and listen, I'm doubly grateful for the practical wisdom and counsel I received years ago the harmony that was established, and the perpetual state of harmony based on practical stands and steps towards was and is priceless. The young mother in our basement is not a Christian scientist. However, I love her and her little one. The child comes up for breakfast many mornings as the mother needs to work online from home. I share with her my experience and she her ideas of what is right for the child. Love, security, and sharing has created a loving, spiritual, godlike atmosphere in our home. Thank you, God, for these practical Christian science steps. Thank you. Stephanie from North Carolina, go ahead. 
These are two little healings using the scientific statement of being. Many years ago, when my children were toddlers, I moved from California to the Chicago area. While putting boxes in the low-ceiling storage area, crawling around in the attic, it was very hot. While exiting, I thought I was out and stood up and bumped my head very hard on a wooden beam. I felt myself collapse and begin to lose consciousness. I immediately thought of my young children unsupervised in the house and immediately directed my thought to the scientific statement of being and started to say it in a whisper. Only about halfway through it, I felt my body cool down and my head get very clear. And I was able to return to caring for my little children. No dizziness, no injury, and went on with my day. I'm grateful I memorized it, and I will say it now. It's in our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy on page 468. Question. What is the scientific statement of being? Answer. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Again, it helped me recently, right after returning from Europe. I went over to my friend's house for dinner. We were having a joyous time together, chatting away on our sofa after dinner. All of a sudden, I, when I changed my position on the sofa, I felt a terrible snap and sharp pain in my ribs area. I could barely breathe, let alone move my body from the twisted position I was in. I tried with all my might to take a few deep breaths and just relax myself, but it was not working out at all. Then my friend told me about one of her friends the same thing happened, and she had to go in an ambulance, and it took a couple of weeks of medication for it to work itself out. I was definitely not going to have that experience. I was joking around with her, telling her how ridiculous this whole thing was, and what was I supposed to do, just hang out there on her couch in a frozen position for two weeks? She wasn't laughing. Then finally I said to her, I'm going to have to do something here. Could you hand me my phone? And she said, well, I've got my phone right here. I'll call 911 and get an ambulance for you, okay? No, I replied. I'm going to call my practitioner for help. Well, uh, it was late at night, and I really didn't want to bother her. I think my strong willingness to turn to God kick-started my thought, and I remembered that day in the hot attic. So I started reciting the scientific statement of being softly because I know she's interested in how God heals. As soon as I finished saying it, my body instantly became normal, and I leaned forward, took a deep breath, and smiled back at her and said, I'm okay now. I think it's a good idea to go onto page 468 in the Science and Health and commit it to memory, because you never know when you're in a situation that needs immediate relief. I begin and end each day listening to the beautifully spoken articles, roundtables, uh, Bible studies, services, testimonies given at the Plainfield Church. For me, it's helpful to start 
and start and end every day this godly way. I'm very grateful for all the healing and readings shared at the Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church. Thank you. Ingrid from California, go ahead. Thank you for the readings and for all the good work of all of you there sharing for that with us. I want to express my gratitude for a very quick healing. Uh, I was getting ready to leave and I didn't realize and hit this back of a chair and it was very sharp, very sharp uh, pain in my knee. And I immediately started knowing the truth about pain. God never made it. God never created it. It doesn't belong to any of God's children. Uh, but as I was getting ready, it was still bothering. And I kept on really affirming that. And also had to come affirm that nothing was going to keep me from what I needed to go do because it was work for God and that it was right and that I was getting ready and needed to go do it. And I just said, nothing is going to keep me from that. And error has no power at all because as we are so well taught in Christian science, all the power belongs to God. All that great line in science and health, there is no power apart from God. So that made me really see the own reality of the whole thing. Then I realized that <laughs> the the chair had a really heavy metal, and that's what I had heard. So all the, these mortal thoughts came to me out, oh, but look at the metal that hit you and all this. And then I just kept on saying, no, there's no small matter or heavy matter or light matter or anything in God's kingdom. And this has no power at all. And I just kept on affirming that. I have read that wonderful testimony that it's all worked out with just that line. There is no power apart from God. And I remember this person was paralyzed and blind and was completely healed. And so that made this look even so much smaller than what it was claiming to be. And I just kept on going. And I went and uh, some little time later as I was driving, I'm like, oh, where was all that error that was trying to keep me from doing what God had told me to do? And I knew it was from divine mind because it was all good and about good. And so I was very grateful to all what I have learned in this science of the Christ about not letting error ever win or take a part of it. We have to keep on going and do what divine mind told us to do. And this is how we can really start uh, winning the battle when it comes to light to us. I'm so grateful for all what I have learned and especially for the teachings about animal magnetism. I respectfully 
say unreal magnetism because it reminds me how unreal it is. And that article waves that are vain that I always keep around. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gary. Tonight I'm so grateful that God led me to this church many years ago. I've had uh, many, many uh, healings, uh, wonderful experiences of God's provision and healings of many things since coming to this church. Uh, in most cases, with the help of a very fine practitioner in this church, I uh, was thinking recently of an experience I had a few years ago uh, that I will never forget. Um, one day I was, I was limping with a severe pain in my hip, and it uh, quickly became so painful that I could barely walk. And uh, fortunately, I was able to speak with this practitioner and ask for help. And when I did, the thing that impressed me the most was the love that I felt from this practitioner, just the divine, strong love and the conviction that God could and would heal this. And the fear that I had, and I wasn't aware of a lot of fear, but the fear that I had started to melt and I could feel something changing. One of the things I was told was to study hymn number 139, which begins, I walk with love along the way. And I was also told that uh, when error pushes itself on me, I need to push back. Well, that hit home because I had been accepting some things in my life that weren't right and compromising with them. And I needed to push back. So I spent the day studying, reacquainting myself with God, and uh, going over the things that I needed to push back on. And it was really wonderful because uh, I could feel God's presence. I felt my peace return. And by the end of the day, there was no more pain in my hip. I could walk quickly, freely, and the problem never returned which, again, is proof that Christian science healings are complete. So I'm so grateful for the help that I received from that practitioner, for what I'm learning here about God, and grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering and giving us this tremendous science. So happy to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. Last week at our membership meeting, a letter of gratitude was shared for all our church workers and practitioners, website, etc. It is a lovely letter expressing how everyone does the work of a thousand and the remarkable effort shown during more than, I'm sorry, doing more than ever could even be imagined. Thinking about this, it brought back memories of when I first came to the Plainfield Church Independent. Coming twice a week from Pennsylvania, I was struck by the tremendous accomplishments demonstrated 
every day. Not only the magnitude of work, but also the speed at which it was accomplished. I was awestruck. I compared it to trying to board a speeding express train, traveling at 100 miles per hour, and me hanging by one hand by the railing that leads up the steps, trying to get on without falling off. After joining this mighty force of workers, I still marvel at what is accomplished here, and I feel blessed that they punch my ticket and that I am accepted, an accepted part of this awesome church family. Thank you for this letter of gratitude, and thank you all at Plainfield Christian Chimes Church Independent. Glory to God, our Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for those reassuring readings. I'm very grateful for how God's goodness never fails and what wisdom it is for us all to trust him more. It is amazing how this science, which teaches the unreality of evil and the reality of good, and goodness has helped me so much over the years to prevent evil's many ways of fooling us. I'm very grateful for this truth. Now I have two short testimonies for people who are remembering God's goodness and how this science really does help. This is the first one is from California. And she says, my son had given me a pair of very special earrings, which I treasured. One day I found that one of the earrings was missing. I immediately went into search mode and scoured the house and yard, as well as the three-mile trail I walk daily. I went out at night with a flashlight, hoping the earring would glitter in the light if it were on the ground. I finally stopped and prayed to know the allness of the divine mind in which every idea is in its right place. And I reached out in thought to God to know that nothing can be lost from anyone, anywhere, anytime, because everything exists in mind now. After feeling at peace, I got up and felt the need to move a couch in the living room. Right there was the earring. I just needed to, to listen for guidance. The second one is from Kenya, somebody remembering the goodness of God many, many years ago. He said, God met our business needs. In the 70s, we ordered a container load of electrical equipment and I insured the goods. After ordering, the government lifted the customs duty on electrical items by quite a large amount. But I forgot to increase the in insurance covered by this increased amount. The goods arrived, and we had to pay for the clearing and also for the vastly increased customs duty. Then the lorry on its trip from Mombasa to Nairobi 
had an accident causing a big fire and we lost all our electrical goods. This was such a big loss to our fairly new engineering business. I prayed that no loss could occur in God's kingdom and God was in control. I really held on to the fact that divine love always has met and always will meet every human need, as Mrs. Eddie assures us. Then to our delight, our insurance company paid us out for the insured amount and also for the amount which covered the increased customs duty. I thanked them warmly and asked them why were they so generous to us. They replied, because you are good people. We were so grateful that God met our needs. We were thus able to order the same consignment again, and the goods arrived safely. I am so grateful to God, to Jesus Christ, Mary Baker Eddy, the early workers in the Plainfield Church who see Mrs. Eddy as the woman of revelation. I'm happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, I have a few things to read. Not too much tonight. Um, first is from England. Thank you so much for the conversation on the roundtable Sunday, October 1st, about the armor of God. I pray every morning to wear God's armor and envision literally putting on the belt, the breastplate, the helmet, and the shoes. Sunday's discussion has taken this to a whole new level. I will listen to this over and over again. What a beautiful suggestion to breathe in the goodness of God and breathe out the falsities. And thank you to Karen for bringing up the daily duties and especially the line, may the word enrich the affections of all mankind. And that's from Mrs. Eddy. I had never really properly considered or understood what it means to enrich the affections, but her detail of her prayer and then the subsequent discussion brought great clarity. Thank you to everyone who contributed. Thank you so much for everything that is taught here in this wonderful church. And then this was a comment that was put on our YouTube from last Wednesday night after listening to the testimony meeting. Someone wrote, I've never heard testimonies that all express love and gratitude for their church. That is in itself a great testimony to the good you are doing. I too am grateful to have found this inspiring church. And then this is a, a beautiful poem that was sent to me from Maine. It was written by a, a beautiful Norwegian musician called Sissel, I think is how she pronounced her name, her name. And uh, it's called Slow Down. In the midst of my confusion, in the time of desperate need, when I am thinking not too clearly, a gentle voice does intercede. In the time of tribulation, when I'm feeling so unsure, when things are pressing in about me, comes a gentle voice so still, so pure. Slow down, slow down, be still, my child. Be still and wait on the Spirit of the Lord. Slow down and hear his voice. 
and know that he is God, and know that he is God. And then I believe I'll end tonight. This is the email that Shardell referred to that was read at our membership meeting last Thursday, but most of you have not heard it, so um, it's from Australia. Dearest Plainfield Independent, it is impossible to convey our, our profound gratitude to you all for all the magnificent work that you have done to bring pure Christian science to the world at a time when the world needs it the most. To my vision, each one of you, yes, each one of you, has done the work of a thousand, and Plainfield's holy practitioners have each done the work of a thousand practitioners. Surely, not since Mrs. Eddy's time on earth has there been a more clarified, dedicated, wise, and holy group of workers. We will be visiting you next year to thank you, each one in person, for the remarkable impact you have had on our lives. No doubt, without you all, we would not have fared very well during this era. The early workers' instruction, which you have been pivotal, pivotal, to our growth in understanding and applying the pure Christian science of Mrs. Eddy has been priceless. None of these precious teachings by our early workers were available to us here, but for you. But for you, dearest Plainfield Independent, you have done e- you have each worked so hard and long, and you most surely are the depiction of well done, thou good and faithful servant. Mary Baker, Baker Eddy wrote, The Christian scientist has enlisted enlisted to lessen evil, disease, and death, and he will overcome them by understanding their nothingness and the allness of God or good. The thousands of recorded hours of pure Christian science teaching and instruction offer a complete divine tutorial for any honest seeker to understand the nothingness of error, not to mention the holy meetings, lessons, and articles and the sublime singing and music. All these precious learning artifacts are available to anyone free of charge just by searching on a computer. Any honest seeker can find the pure gold of Christian science that you have made available. What group could have done more? This is God's proof in Mrs. Eddy's words, we are all capable of more than we do. In the case of Plainfield Independent, your work proves that you have done more than could ever have been imagined to the human thought. I truly pray that all Christian scientists the world over will learn from you, will see your example, and will emulate it. We are Christian soldiers, all of us, not just a few, but all, as we have enlisted, as our dear forever leader wrote. May God bless you, each one, for your selfless holy work in pure Christian science. And so much love to you all. Well, we were very grateful for that beautiful letter of gratitude. It came just at a time when I think we all needed to hear it. So I, I too, am very grateful to be here. I thank Craig for those beautiful readings tonight, so comforting and strong. And I thank you all for participating with the beautiful testimonies and the beautiful music. And everyone have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll uh, read the third verse, hymn number 406. O joy that ever will remain, 
Myths seeming sorrow, hate, and pain, our hearts to fill with this glad song that soars above the mists of wrong. Man is the loved of love. Hymn number 406. <laughs> 